the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following is a special presentation of AM 1100 KFAX. Well, a very Merry Christmas to you. I'm the first to say that to you. Always a privilege to do so. And welcome in to this Wednesday edition of Lifeline. Bit of a Christmas music there for you to sort of set the tone for not only the evening, but the season. Away in a manger. You know, one of the things that's sort of a tradition around my house is after the lights have all been put up, the ladder has been put away, and I've survived not falling off the roof for yet another Christmas holiday, and the Christmas tree has been decorated. The last and final decoration to go up is the manger scene. And I'm, I'm very fortunate in that the manger scene that I have was actually my great-grandmother's, so it's got a few years on it. And it's been under the tree, the family Christmas tree, for, my goodness, three, four generations now. And the, the level of significance, the depth of all of that meaning, just adds something special to Christmas and to, to remember all of the Christmases past and the loved ones that are no longer with us. You know, when we think about the Christmas season, I, I think certainly for older adults, um, that's a big part of our memory. And for children, it's about making those memories. But, you know, sadly, as you've been listening throughout the broadcast day, both yesterday and today, there are growing numbers of families around the Bay Area and, consequently, children for whom Christmas memories are not very special. They are instead of times of joy and happiness gathered around the family hearth, enjoying meals together as a family, the delight of opening gifts on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, Seemingly just another day of the week. Oftentimes, families that are struggling may not outwardly express it or show it, but inwardly, there's a tremendous amount of pain. Maybe it's been illness, perhaps the loss of a job, maybe a number of smaller, many catastrophes that have happened that have been one on top of another on top of another. Your spouse lost her job, and then there were problems with the car, and then there were expenses to repair the vehicle to keep it going, to take the kids to school, and then all of a sudden the landlord said, here's the new rental rate, and it just seems as if the crush of life bears down upon a family, and suddenly they they reach a time like Christmas And as perhaps many of us are thinking about the joy of the season and decorating the tree and putting up the manger scene and gathering the the family together around the hearth at Christmas, they're just wondering how they're going to get through another day. It is with that thought in mind and the the gravitas of what that means, particularly for children, that uh, we are once again partnering tonight with the Bay Area Rescue Mission to help make a difference for so many of these needy families. And and, and sadly, you know, when you, you talk about growth, in most sectors, it's usually a good thing. 
sadly, for ministries like the Bay Area Rescue Mission, it's a challenging thing because that means there's an exponential increase of the needs of the services of the rescue mission, be it overnight stays for people that are literally homeless looking to come in from out of the cold to people that need a second chance at life and getting involved with recovery programs so that they can learn life skills necessary to be able to finally make it on their own and be able to to break those chains of dependence upon, uh, be it drugs or or bad habits, whatever the case might be, And, and still others that are simply in that place where it's a challenge this time of year, even more so with the economy and inflation and the cost of energy, and they're just looking for somebody to care, somebody to help. And so... With that spirit, we're encouraging you to join us in partnering with the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Once again tonight, we have a special grant challenge. A group of benefactors gathered together and said, we believe so much in the impact of this ministry. We want to be able to essentially meet dollar for dollar what the KFAX listeners donate to be able to provide to the Bay Area Rescue Mission the necessary tools so that every family that comes to receive a box of hope, this is a box filled with uh, Christmas meals meals and so forth that'll feed the average family of five up to almost a week worth of food, (coughs) along with thousands of people that will come to the doors of the rescue mission and receive meals during the month of Christmas, and of course then too, those that are part of the program, that are seeking shelter, or are involved in the 12-month-long recovery program. It is for each and every one of these individuals, individuals for whom Christ died, that we want to extend a hand of friendship and love, and most importantly, demonstrate what it really means to live love without limits. That, of course, is the uh, sort of the slogan, the, 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 the mantra of the Bay Area Rescue Mission. And I hope it's yours, too. So tonight, join us in showing what love without limits really means. Pick up the phone and give your gift to support the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Again, your gift tonight will be matched dollar for dollar. So, for example, if you were to give a gift of $50 this evening with the matching grant, you'll be able to provide a Christmas box of hope to not one but two needy families supplying enough food for some 25 meals per family. The mission during this time of year will distribute well over a thousand boxes of hope, but they can only do it with your help. So let's show the hope you give some help by going to 888-367-5329 and uh, dialing that phone number. We've got a great group of volunteers standing by in the KFAX call center from the Bay Area Rescue Mission. You'll meet many of them tonight. They're here to take your pledge. And again, as you think about your end of year giving, what a great opportunity to see the impact of your gift doubled tonight, dollar for dollar, whatever you give. Now, on average, it's about per meal, rough numbers, to provide a meal. So if you think about a gift tonight of, say, $100 with the matching grant, that means it's going to become 100 meals that will be served. And over the course of the next many days, the Bay Area Rescue Mission here at Christmas will serve upwards of 25, almost 30,000 meals. Pretty remarkable ministry. And, of course, they're remarkable because they stay steadfast on the mission of reaching others with the good news of, the, of Christ that will break those chains that bind and giving people a new start on life. Be a part of that, won't you? 888-367-5329. That's 888-367-5329. Now, in the first segment of the program here tonight, I'd like to set a goal here. Let's see if we can't adopt 50 Bay Area families 
Now, to kind of break that down for you, if you gave a gift tonight of, say, $125, with the matching grant, your gift will be doubled. That means that your gift of $125 will provide five families with a Christmas box of hope. A gift of $250 with the match will provide for 10 families and so on. So let's hear from you right now as you think about your end of year giving, the tax deductibility and most importantly, the impact at Christmas, what better thing to do than to stand with the Bay Area Rescue Mission? 888-367-5329. That's 888-367-5329. Remember, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or Discover. You can also give your gift via check if you'd prefer. Just let the volunteer know when you call. Say, hey, can I give a check? And they'll make sure you get a self-addressed stamped envelope by return mail. Simply drop your check inside, drop that off at the mailbox, and your gift will be on its way, making sure that not a single needy family that is signed up for a box of hope goes without this Christmas season. 888-367-5329. That's 888-367-5329. Well, as promised, joining me tonight in studio is once again the CEO and President of the Bay Area Rescue Mission, Bram Begonia. Bram, Merry Christmas to you. Welcome again. Merry Christmas. It's great to be here. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who gave last night. It was a great night. We were so encouraged by the gifts that came in. Every gift was so precious to us from the gifts of $25 all the way up to the large gifts. We were so blessed. So thank you. And we're so thankful for our loyal support supporters who have given us uh, the matching grant as well so that we could uh, double the gifts. So yeah. thank you for having us. We're excited to be here, and we're filled with lots of hope. What's Christmas like at the Bay Area Rescue Mission? You've been involved in in this arena of ministry for most of your adult life. Mm-hmm. And you've been involved as the executive director of the Bay Area Rescue Mission coming up, I think, two years in March. Mm -hmm. During that course of time now, this is your second Christmas season with the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Boots on the ground, seeing what's going on. You've had a chance to see both the ministry component of what the Bay Area Rescue Mission does because of those generous partners that you thanked just a moment ago, as well as those that are coming in the doors with need. And I've got to imagine, Bram, and you're a family man yourself, It's got to be heartbreaking, particularly when parents come in and they say, you're my last resort, and I've got children, and we have no place to go, or I don't know what to tell my kids. They're starting to ask about Christmas, and I don't know what to tell them. We just don't have the money. Yeah, and that's something that I think would shock a lot of our listeners, the things we take for granted. Like, if you're thinking about what to buy for whoever at Christmas right now, uh, many of the people in our programs, our guests for sure, who are in the overnight emergency shelter, aren't thinking about those gifts at all. They're just thinking about, am I going to come into the shelter tonight, stay out in the rain? When am I going to make that decision? I'm going to go f- go in for dinner. That's the kind of decision they're making tonight as we speak right now, because it's 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And the women and children in our program, uh, they, they're actually in a time of Excitement because for many of our women, they've just received their children back who were either separated from them. We've helped them get their children back. And so what gift could you give that's better than being with mom yeah, right now, indeed. right? So there's this just priorities, a sense of what's important. Everything's put into perspective when you're starting to get your life back together. You're starting to think clearly. 
uh, just some amazing things that take place uh, when you're when you're focused. And for these families, we want to do something special tonight. And again, I, I want to urge listeners: uh, tonight is our second night on the radio as part of this campaign. And uh, while we appreciate all of the generosity that we saw last night with gifts, both great and small, I really want to encourage listeners to step up to the plate tonight and do something special. And again, the toll free number to call with your gift is triple eight three six seven five three two nine. That's eight eight eight. Three six seven five three two nine. I, I ran across something after my my dad died. Listeners to this program through the years know that uh, he passed away suddenly back in um, twenty fifteen. There was the bottom drawer of the dresser that had a box, and as I'm going through some of his personal effects, I find a number of things that were obviously cherished items that he had hung on to for many years. I won't say how many, but a lot of years that. Consequently, were passed on to me, like the hospital bill when I was born. I can tell you, dear listeners, in 1962, you could have a baby at Peninsula Hospital for about $357, if memory serves me right. I think inflation has impacted that rate just slightly since then. And my mother was in the hospital without a complicated pregnancy, by the way, for four full days. See how times have changed. But in that box of those types of things and a little pill container that had my first baby teeth, I found some of my earliest notes written as maybe a four- or five-year-old child just learning to write, notes to Santa. And to the greatest delight, notes from Santa back to me. That clearly now showed signs that it was my father's attempt at masking his handwriting, playing the role of Santa. He had saved those items from my early childhood years all these decades. And to think back about how for him that must have been special, to want to preserve those memories. It, it, it just it goes to the heart of what the Christmas season is all about. And, and particularly, you know, as adults... There's a lot that happens in life that we don't understand. But try explaining to a child that mommy lost her job and that's why we're homeless. Or daddy has run off with another woman and left us out in the cold. Or there's some emotional things going on, an emotional crisis taking place with a parent right now who just can't handle things. And so therefore, they've kind of disappeared and suddenly the remaining parent is struggling economically and finds themselves at the door of the Bay Area Rescue Mission, up to and including the family that life this time last year was going great. But now loss of a job or change in financial circumstances or illness has suddenly thrust them into a very awkward financial position where they're truly sitting down and saying the PG&E bill arrived the day after I got the reminder of the rent notice from the landlord. We have enough to pay one of them, not both. And we don't know what to do. And if we pay them both, surely we will not eat. I mean, these are the kind of realities that many, many families, thousands of families across the Bay Area tonight, as we speak, are facing. Yeah, and those little notes that you talked about, the note that you found, if our children in our programs would be writing those notes right now, it would say things like, uh, I, I pray that... Uh, we get to stay at the Bay Area Rescue Mission for several weeks or days, wow. right? Or I pray that my dad's anger goes away, right? Uh, I pray that I get my mom back, 
right? I, these are what the children would be listing. It's not going to be, can I have a Barbie doll? Can I have a Transformer? My I'm, new Xbox. I'm aging myself now with my right. gift choices. <laughs> but, but that's really the, the effect of that is, you know, the children want what they seek it really is a whole family and for a loving, healthy, safe environment. And that's what we provide. And so uh, these children, the, the smiles that they have, how well they're doing. And, and these kids, some of our children need a lot of help, right? They, it's, not just, uh, it's not just physical safety. It's uh, the issues that they're going through. They've gone through some traumatic experiences. They're going experiences. through some traumatic things, right? Mm-hmm. Some have uh, a, a few setbacks, learning disorders. Uh, maybe mom or mom and dad were on drugs when they were born, and there's some ramifications of that as well. And so all of this takes more extra tender, loving care and time and the resources to make sure they get what they need. And, but the hope is still there. Right, because it still starts with being with mom or being with dad and making sure that I know after school I'm going to go home and I'm going to have a place to do my homework and to have help for my homework. And right, so it's not just I don't know where, where I'm going after school today. I don't know if mom's going to pick me up. I'm just going to wait here until the evening, right? And that's the that's really the backgrounds that our women and children have come from. They have some of our women and children have were sleeping in their cars becoming before coming to the Bay Area. And imagine, Bram, the instability of a life like that for a child who gets up in the morning and looks out the window, the windshield, I should say, mm-hmm. and maybe stops by at the local Seven Eleven to use the restroom and mm-hmm. tries as best they can to kind of freshen up a little bit. Mm-hmm. They might be blessed to have a change of clothes, but more than likely maybe not so they're showing up to school in the same clothing day after day after day other students begin to notice might even tease them about it the child at the end of the day goes home they don't have a place where they can rest and watch a little tv have a little bit of fun play some games study to do homework a solid bed to sleep in at night that's warm safe and comfortable they may be joining mom or mom and dad in the family van or in a car i mean it's hard to believe in america where we have some of the greatest per capita wealth of any nation on the planet, where the whole industrial revolution globally began here, where the the revolution of computing and computer arts and sciences began here, to think that there are people today as we speak in an area supposedly as sophisticated, and I say that as a lifelong Bay Arean, as sophisticated as the San Francisco Bay Area, to have tens of thousands of people that will sleep on the street tonight not out of choice. Mm-hmm. And that's just heartbreaking. It's, it's heartbreaking, and it's a crisis we talked about last night. These aren't made-up numbers. 365 people last year died on the streets here in the Bay Area strictly by because they were without shelter and unhoused and homeless. And that's very simple. That's one per day. If you break it down, it's the average. And uh, if they could have been somewhere, been at a safe place, we think that number would be lower. And they didn't have the resources or nobody pointed them in the right direction. You still have to make a choice to come in, to come in out of the rain. And so it's still a choice that somebody needs to make. But that's the reason we exist. And kids are very perceptive. They're very observant. They don't mean to be mean uh, when they observe other kids who come into school who are wearing the same clothes as yesterday or it's wrinkled or maybe they don't smell good. And because, you know, they've been sleeping in an encampment. And so kids don't know how to be politically correct. They're just pointing it out. And that's that's our job to make sure that that doesn't happen, to make sure that our kids go to school 
uh, clean, with a nice backpack and the school supplies so that they have the best chance to succeed. And that's, again, one of the reasons we exist, to meet those needs and to meet people where they are. And, of course, to make all of that happen takes resources. It takes partnership. And the Bay Area Rescue Mission, as we know, receives no federal government grants. And there's a good reason for that, because with government money comes government strings. And so often those strings get into things like, well, you can receive some money to help enlarge your kitchen, but you can't invite people or require them to attend a chapel service before the meal. All of a sudden you start to pick it away at the most central key components of what makes the Bay Area Rescue Missions programs so incredibly successful, and that is the life-changing experience with Jesus Christ, life skills that are taught by oftentimes professional people. I mean, these are individuals that are business leaders and church leaders and civic leaders that come and volunteer their time to teach Bible studies and life skill classes and so forth at the Bay Area Rescue Mission to help equip men and women and families with the tools they need to succeed at life. And of course, the foundation of all of that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so unabashedly, unashamedly, since 1965, the Bay Area Rescue Mission has consistently stood on that message, even as other organizations that began with a similar vision drifted away from that because the money and the grant dollars were too tempting, but sadly, as they lost their sense of purpose and vision going after the dollars, the secret sauce, so to speak, of what they do to make a difference in lives disappeared as well. And sadly, the impact of those programs is barely a shadow of what they once were, all because of compromise creeping in. Thank God that the Bay Area Rescue Mission has stood steadfast down through all of these many decades. And partners like you have made the difference, providing the resources so that there's never the temptation to say, yeah, let's compromise and take those federal dollars so we can keep the doors open. But it happens because it's a job for the church to do. And when the church does its job, guess what? God can create and do miracles. You're going to meet a lot of the miracles that God has been doing right at the Bay Area Rescue Mission just in recent weeks and months in the program tonight. But meanwhile, I want to pause here, give you a chance to go to the phone right now and give a gift in support and partnership with the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Again, tonight, we really want to take an opportunity to um, to essentially adopt as many families as we possibly can. And, and in doing so, make sure that every family that has signed up for a Christmas box of hope This is a box that contains meals that will feed a family, about 25 meals per family, which means they'll enjoy several days' worth of meals that they can cook in their own home. And um, each box is about $50, but guess what? With the matching grant that will double your gift, that means instead of providing a $50 gift to adopt one family, your gift can adopt two needy families tonight, again, with enough food provide some 25 meals per family. During this Christmas season, the Bay Area Rescue Mission plans to distribute over 1,000 boxes of hope, but they can't do it without your help. So go to the phone right now, dial 888-367-5329, and give the largest end of your gift that you possibly can. Again, at 888-367-5329. Let me remind you that in this first half hour, we want to see if we can't adopt 50 Bay Area families. And you know what? You know how easy that is? With the matching grant, 50 needy families could be adopted tonight for as little as $1,250. Think about that. 
maybe you're a business owner. You say, well, Craig G., my business has really done well this year. In spite of what's been going on with inflation in the economy, God has really blessed us. Would you take that money and bless the Bay Area Rescue Mission? Because of the matching grant, your gift of $1,250 will be doubled. And I'll tell you what, I'll go one step further. I mentioned this last night. I want to say it again this evening. If you're a business owner and you give that gift of $1,000 or more, and you can pick any amount that you feel comfortable with, but if you give a gift to the Bay Area Rescue Mission of $1,000 or more tonight, not only will your gift be matched going to the Bay Area Rescue Mission, I am going to match your gift with an equal amount of of free advertising on KFAX Radio you can use at any time next year. You like that idea? If you give a $1,000 gift tonight, $2,000 goes to the Bay Area Rescue Mission, and you in return will receive $2,000 in advertising for your church, your ministry, your business. You can donate it to a ministry organization if you'd like. You can use the advertising, you know, in whatever means you'd like to during 2023. That's my gift back to you to say thank you for standing with the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Now, how do you take advantage of this? It's simple. <laughs> Go to the phone right now, dial 888-367-5329. That's 888-367-5329 and say, count me in. Remember, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or Discover. Or you can also conveniently and securely give your gift online. Simply go to kfax.com and look for the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner at the top of our homepage. kfax.com or, again, toll-free right now. Great group of volunteers you're going to get a chance to hear from tonight. Right now, you can hear from them when you dial 888-367-5329 and call in with your pledge of support with the Bay Area Rescue Mission during this Christmas 2022. 888-367-5329. You go and make that call right now. Been the mission by joining the program through years of addiction and being homeless. It was a dreadful time. I was... My family didn't want anything to do with me. I had no job, no, no home. It was pretty hopeless. It was a constant feeling of shame. You know, I had restraining orders and stuff against me. I, I was a monster. When I first joined the program, I was skipping for days. It was just the happiest feeling to finally not have to worry about where I'm going to sleep. I'm actually going to get to eat today. Living with 35 guys is an automatic difficult situation, but no matter what your worst day is in the program, it's way better than your best day in your mess. I had been a Christian for years, since probably about 10, and I always knew God was watching. But this time, I'm not ashamed of what I'm doing. A family, a wife that loves me, that's a wonderful person, and then my little guy, he's just the best gift. Welcome back, 888-367-5329, 888-367-5329. Looking for some listeners tonight to join us in hour or evening number two of our campaign in partnership with the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Your gift tonight will provide meals for needy families and make sure that people like Leo that we just heard from there are not left out in the cold. 888-367-5329. 888-367-5329. A gift of just $50 with the matching grant will provide a Christmas box of hope to two needy families supplying the average family of five about 
meals, well, about 25 meals would get them through almost an entire week. Bay Area Rescue Mission is going to distribute some 1,000 such boxes to needy families this Christmas, but they can't do it without your help. So don't delay. I need you to go to the phone right now and give as large a gift as you can as you consider your end of your giving. 888-367-5329-888-367-5329. Bram Begonia, the CEO and president of the Bay Area Rescue Mission, is with us in studio tonight. And one of the profound things that we heard Leo share in that brief soundbite of a testimony is that he's now at a place in life where he's no longer ashamed. Mm -hmm. And you think about the way in which the enemy uses guilt and shame. He's the accuser of the brethren, what he does to hold us down and keep us down, and how that relationship with Christ Jesus is so freeing that men can finally reach the point in their life where for the first time, with boldness and clarity, declare I am no longer ashamed. Yeah, and that shame and that guilt uh, stems from not knowing your value and not knowing your purpose. And that's what you get when you're in our program, specifically in our life transformation program, that you can't get through that without knowing uh, whose you are and where you're heading and why you're here on this earth. And that shame really comes from I'm here living on the streets. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. You've heard the stories. I have loving mom, loving dad. I don't know how I ended up here, a few decisions here and there. And all of a sudden, walking up and down 98th Ave with cans for no, for hours on end just to be safe. How did you get from here to there? And it's really not knowing who you are, not knowing what your purpose is and, and what type of life you're going to live, even if you have kids already. right? And so when, as that comes into focus and you start finding out what you're living here for, I, we, we teach so many things. I always say, where else are you going to learn? right? If you're not going to come to the Bay Area Rescue Mission, you're going to go to school and learn this or that. And yeah, we have financial classes. We have uh, classes that will help you with, to overcome trauma. But where are you going to learn to lay your burdens at the cross? Where are you going to learn that? Where are you going to learn to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul? Your, you're going to learn that here. Yes, you can learn that at church as well. But you find your way to the Bay Area Rescue Mission, whatever pathway that takes you, whatever various bumps and valleys that is, when you find your, yourself at our doors, that's what you're going to get. And I like that two-pronged dynamic, Bram, that you spoke of a moment ago. I think every individual would say at some point in life they have struggled with the idea of understanding who they are, mm-hmm. be it their identity as a husband or a wife or a parent or their identity as an individual in the working world. And as much as the, the importance of, of being able to arrive at the answer to who am I is equally important, arriving at the answer to the question, whose am I? That's right. And that who am I, whose am I? Wow. That's the secret sauce that we've been talking about the last two evenings that makes such a profound difference in the ministry of the Bay Area Rescue Mission, which, you know, as you hear Craig on the air and Bram talking about providing meals and the necessary resources to give food and things of that sort, all well and good. But that really is a means to an end. It really is the way in which the the door is open to then get involved in deeper ministry. And that notion of wandering around aimlessly, not knowing who you are, and certainly not understanding whose you are, 
I, I'm going to surmise is probably a bit of the experience of our next two guests who join us tonight in studio. And I want to turn first to uh, Jose. Jose, welcome. You are a quasi-recent graduate of the Bay Area Rescue Mission Program. Congratulations on that. And and walk me through, if you would, some of your own experience. Was it kind of identical to what Brian was saying in terms of that sense of just kind of being aimless out there and, and not really understanding who you were? Well, I... I broke down the day that I that I decided I didn't even know where I was going. Um, didn't know where I was going. I, I just prayed to God, you know, take me wherever. I thought I was going to send me to a six month program. I didn't even know it was going to be a Christian program. And so when the, I got to the emergency room and they said we got a place for you, and I showed up there and they said it was a one year program. It's a Christian program. I'm like, okay. And since then, you know, I mean, I asked God for help. So he gave it to me when I got to the barrier. Uh, what has your life been like? What what kind of led to all of this? I have been an alcoholic since I was 14 years old, um, just drinking. And then the last, I'm 45 right now, but for the last 12 years, I've been trying in and out of rehabs, and nothing was ever really working. I tried the 12 steps, everything. There's always that little piece missing that, that I needed that, uh, that I got here at the barrier Rescue Mission. Alcoholic at the age of 14. What yeah. was What was going on? It's gangs, uh, just, I mean, the worst, the weird part was that I never touched cigarettes or anything, and then when I hit 14, I got my birthday in Mexico, then I got it here, and then it was like a three-month celebration for me when I was 14, so I just started drinking, and it just didn't stop. Wow. And you spent the next 30 years, practically, Practically, in that direction. Until I went to the hospital one day, they told me that... um, I had pancreatitis that I would end up dead soon, and so that's when I started rehabs, but that didn't stop me from drinking. I would go into a rehab, I'd get out, and at the end, I didn't even finish the rehab, but I just got out, and the last time that I went into rehab, I, I wanted to drink so badly, I just walked out, got on my knees. I couldn't even get drunk anymore. I, I just was so tolerant to the alcohol, and I was like, I can't even drink anymore. God, please help me. Yeah, we hear stories uh, sometimes of people that, you know, they start with a glass a day, and then it's two glasses, and before you know it, they finish a bottle. Somebody like me, I would be underneath the table, out of my mind. And for the lifelong alcoholic, I, I guess the system builds up such an enormous tolerance that e- even a, even a good bottle of tequila just won't do it. Oh, I've woken up to many bottles of tequila and been like, I, I drank all of those. Wow. I guess I must have. Wow. So, yeah. Since coming to the Bay Area Rescue Mission, Jose, how have things changed for you? Well, <laughs> just alone in the last, since I've been here last time, I've got my GED. I've finished my nine-month DUI class. I've, helped, I've got my health back. I, my A1C was through the roof. I am now post-pre-diabetic. I have nothing wrong with my sugar. I, my high blood pressure is gone. Uh, I got help with my teeth. I am now enrolled in Contra Costa College Community, and I am trying to go for my bachelor's in psychology now. Wow. You wow. see what I mean by miracle credit? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't understand I mean, what you're I, talking if, about. And if you tune That's in a little what I'm late, talking about. This, this guy from the age of 14 became right. a, a li- essentially a lifelong alcoholic. And in the last... Year eight, and three months. Okay. So the last 15 months, an absolute complete about face. Not only in terms of your, your mental clarity... But your physical well-being That's right. has completely changed. Completely. And talk about your spiritual well-being. I mean, had, had oh. God ever been a component in your life at all? 
I went to private school when I first came in, uh, to San Francisco when I was a little kid, and then just I, I turned away from God sometime in my adolescence. I don't know if it was because of my adolescence or what was going on. Probably that, that big 14-year-old birthday party. <laughs> well, that had a lot to do with <laughs> yeah. it, right? But, but above that, before that, I had already, like, stepped away. I don't know if it was because my parents would take me every Sunday to, to, to church, and it was just not me. I would sneak downstairs. I would walk away from it. I wouldn't even hear the sermon. To me, it was so repetitive. But now when I go to, to sermon, I actually know what they're talking about. I mean, if you even look at video games, manna, I had no idea manna was in the hmm. Bible, but for kids that will play video games, you tell them about mana, they know what that is. And now I know what that is. I actually know what it is. It isn't just a part of a video game. It's actually what you ate back in t- biblical times. That's what God gave us to, to eat. Manna from heaven. But I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> now I know that. Now when I hear uh, movies or when I hear people talking, when I hear scripture, I actually know what people are saying. This is the first time I've ever read the Bible from cover to cover. I've finished it twice. And um through the first 100 pages of my third time reading the Bible in the last 15 months. Wow. Wow. How how many? (coughs) Yeah. How many mature Christians can say that? How many would like to raise their hand listening right now that would say, yeah, me too? Yeah. Keep that hand down. You know it's not true. (laughs) Let me ask you a question, Um, Jose. There are many, many people all across Northern California that are listening to the sound of your voice right now. And they've contemplating supporting the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Maybe they've even given in the past, but nothing real recently. Um, the, the tough question I'm going to ask you is, if you had showed up at the Bay Area Rescue Mission, you saw a big sign that said, closed, out of business, doors are closed, wow. right? No longer there. We can't, can't pay the electric bills, so we've had to close down. Resources are not available. This organization hadn't been there for you 15 um, months ago. Where do you think you'd be right now? Probably either in the emergency room or another rehab or not around. Not around meaning dead? Wow. When you hear the term born again, does that feel like a good descriptive word of your life now? Definitely. I mean, what I feel now is what I should have felt back when I was a teenager. I mean, adolescent. I think I've said this before uh, at other, other places, but I didn't get the kind of grades I get now. That I in high school that I do now in college. I have a 4.0 GPA right now. <laughs> and, and everybody knows the older you get, going back to school <laughs> yeah. gets more and more difficult. So good for you. you no, know, it's actually, I'm more focused and I have got every, this last final week that I had was, I thought I wasn't going to get through it, but I prayed to God every time I was going to go in for a final. I prayed to God every time I was going to go through a rough week and he got me through it. So I'm are you listening to this? Are you are you hearing what Jose is saying and the profound change in his life 15 months ago? If he continued down the same road, he likely would either be in the hospital dealing with cirrhosis of the liver or pancreatitis, who knows what. Jaundice was already hitting me. The, my mom would look at me and she's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, the liver's shutting down. Too much booze. Yeah. And now here you are, young, healthy. 4.0 GPA. And you've got your high school diploma. I just got my GED. And you're working toward eventually wanting to get your bachelor's degree in counseling. Psychology. Psychology. That's amazing. 
Folks, do you see the difference that this ministry is making? Do you see the difference that your partnership is making? Do you understand a little bit better now why Craig is on the radio again tonight saying, got to open up that wallet? <laughs> do so at 888-367-5329, 888-367-5329. Jose, unscripted in your own words, to all the people listening right now, why should they support this ministry? Um, my main reason is the ministry was not there. I would not have anywhere to go just like the many people that are my friends and family now they would have nowhere to go they would be that person you see and i'm not saying that all the people that are on the street are bad but we would be that one person you saw on the street and people that wonder what's wrong with them why can't they get a job i didn't not that i didn't choose to be an alcoholic it's not that i didn't choose to pick up that bottle but once i picked it up I couldn't. I didn't have a choice anymore. The two weeks that I went into uh, detoxification was the worst time in my life, and the tremors and everything. And I, I mean, this is just my part, my story. There are hundreds of different stories at the Barrier Rescue Mission for different other reasons. Just, just COVID right now that hit a lot of people that had really good jobs that just can't, or people that passed away for other people and they just couldn't move on in life. I mean, I had an alcoholic bomb, but the next person had his mom and his son die. And or his wife died, and his son and her and his son died, and he he ended up in a bad position. I mean, he just needed a hand up, and without the bear rescue mission, that wouldn't be possible. So, translation: without your help, without your support, without your faithful prayers, and standing with this ministry, it just wouldn't be possible. Triple eight three six seven five three two nine eight 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 three six seven five three two nine. Jose, final question for you, um, family. I'm sure your folks were heartbroken watching you go through all of this from the time you were 14, kind of slipping away. Now they see the whole new Jose. What's their reaction been like? My mom's reaction this last <clears throat> month, that was my birthday, was that's the best birthday present, or a birthday present slash Christmas present, and it hadn't, it's not Christmas yet, that I could ever give her. That's all she ever wants from me. Wow. The fact that I'm now sober. And that I cannot quote scripture. I thought she could quote scripture, but it's only because of my grandma pointing out a few things. But I realize now that she doesn't know scripture half as well as I do now, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> Thank you so much, Jose, for sharing. Sure. We're going to take a quick time out. We've got another guest going to join us in the studio, share a bit. But right now, I want you to go to the phone, 888-367-5329, 888-367-5329. Every dollar you give tonight to provide meals and support the Bay Area Rescue Mission is going to be matched dollar for dollar. You know that with that matching grant, only a buck will provide a warm, nutritious meal to a needy man woman or child, $5 will provide five meals, $10, 10 meals, and so on. The mission is going to provide some 25,000 meals, all told, over the Christmas holiday, but they can only do it with your support. So let's make sure that somebody like Jose is not turned away, that the doors are open, the meals are there, the hope that the Bay Area Rescue Mission has provided since 1965 continues to shine brightly. 888-367-5329, 888-367-5329, or securely online, go to kfax.com and look for the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner at the top of our homepage. kfax.com or 888-367-5329. It's getting colder and colder, and they keep moving us around. Like, where did they expect us to go? We have totally nowhere to go. Every spot that we have to camp, they, they come and kick us out. I don't know what to do. Like, I just, I'm laying here out behind the Bissell right now. 
So I have arthritis and it kills like my, I have to keep myself warm any way I can. Because my body is really sore and it hurts like, every time I go to the clinic they give me some cough medicine and tell me to make an appointment like, what? Wow. Like, I'm just using this cardboard and blanket and tarp for now. Like I wouldn't even put this on my enemy, you know what I mean? Like, no. Wow, there's the stark reality of being homeless in the Bay Area during Christmas. A woman who has been sleeping outside in the cold is sick. They give her cough medicine, send her back out. We talked about on the program last night with Bram Begonia, the CEO and president of the Bay Area Rescue Mission, how that there is a large facility in San Francisco that, in fact, is closing down this week, three weeks before Christmas. Who does that? That means less facilities available to people that need them at one of the most critical times of the year during the cold weather. And so making sure that the Bay Area Rescue Mission has doors open and welcome arms to needy families and individuals this time of year is so critically important. Only happens, though, with your partnership, 888-367-5329, Let's swing over to the KFAX call center and say good evening to Jordan Michaels, who's been tasking away there, <laughs> my goodness, almost 12 hours at a clip. Oh. I hope you're not expecting overtime for all this. You know what? Well, you know what? I hadn't thought about that. Don't either, because I know what the boss will say. You know, I'll give it to the Bay Area Rescue Mission. How's that? I love it. I love it. So there you go. I love it. You know, one of the the joys that I had, and I'm just going to tell this just because of how it affected my family at our Thanksgiving dinner. It's going to make me cry. But anyway, I I got to tell my kids and, and a couple of my grandkids that because of you guys, 100 more people in the Bay Area are going to have a Thanksgiving dinner in your honor. And they were just so shocked and so surprised. And I said, it's in honor of you. And I just thank God that, you know, we were able to do that. And I got to tell them, you know, that was so exciting that they could have a part in what was happening and and make them aware of what goes on in our world. You know, so many times we just take things for granted. We forget. We see these people roaming the streets and they're just the homeless. Well, they're not the homeless. I'm sorry. They are not. They have a name. And I shared my story about Sherry uh, last night and how she um, just spoke to a, a homeless woman and she asked her her name. And the woman was so shocked. Because she said, as long as I've been on the street, no one has ever asked me my name. And it's just so true. God knows these people. He knows their names. And I just think it's so important that we honor them and that we know them and we see the need. And we just do something about it. You know, compassion does something. Sympathy is something you feel. Compassion is something you do. And we want to have, the Bible tells us to have compassion for one another. So I've gone off on this story, but I want to introduce you to the volunteers that we have with us, these wonderful people. We've got Wayne and Raymond and Jose and William, and you have some of my people in there with you. Thank you very much. I'm holding them hostage. (laughs) And we have Jorge and we have Rose. You guys say hi. Okay, did you hear that? Yes, we did. (laughs) Okay, they are here answering phones, and we're just so grateful that 
they came all the way over here and all this traffic and just are helping us out here and we're just very appreciative for that we do have some people that we want to thank yes we have beverly of oakland her gift of 100 dollars. beverly that's gonna be doubled thank the lord we have doug of oakland his gift of 50 dollars. we have an anonymous from hayward for 300 dollars. and just a reminder all of those gifts are doubled and I, I love matching grants. <laughs> They're just the best. And we're just so grateful. And somebody's handing me another one. I have a gift for uh, from Robert of Oakland, $200. Robert, that gift is going to be doubled. Thank you so much. God bless you all. So, yeah, that's what's happening here. And I'm going to give you the number. And I'm going to give it to you slowly because I know Craig just kind of just rattles on. <laughs> well, say you it, say it a it. little quicker than I do, but anyway, the number is 888-367-5329. It's 888-367-5329. Call right now. All right. Thank you so much for that update. There is uh, Jordan Michaels. And uh, Jordan, before I, <coughs> before I let you go, in the hallway last night after the program, mm-hmm. we were talking a bit about the experience of your friend Sherry yes. and and how she literally stunned that homeless woman when she stopped and asked what her name was. Mm-hmm. And I thought the, the second part of the story that you didn't disclose last night was quite profound. Mm-hmm. Share with our listeners, after the, the homeless woman kind of regained her composure because she was just so unaccustomed to, as you say, we, we talk about them as the homeless, mm-hmm. not as people that have names right. for whom Christ died. And when she responded with her name, what was it? Her name was Mary. Mary. Wow. Okay, if that doesn't send some chills up and down your spine at Christmas, I don't know what will. Her name was Mary. All of these individuals have names, and you know what? They are sons and daughters and sometimes fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters that all have family out there. They all have names. And I want you to think about that tonight when you go to the phone and give a gift to support the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Now, right now, um, we've got a pretty big task ahead of us here over the next uh, few hours or a few weeks, and that is to raise all of the resources that the Bay Area Rescue Mission is going to need to provide all of these meals. Now, a 1,000 boxes of hope at 25 meals per box means approximately 25,000 meals. And then if you do the quick math on that, at $2 a meal, we're at $50,000. Now, it's going to make some easy work because of the matching grant, but um, we need some folks to really step up to the plate tonight. So as you're maybe pondering your end of your giving, you're hesitating, you're thinking, yeah, I'm going to get around to it. Yeah, that sounds like a good thing for me to do. Yeah, Tomorrow, I'm going to make that phone call. Let me tell you that those kind of delays the enemy loves because then tomorrow becomes Friday, becomes Saturday, and then it slowly fades from your memory. Would you make that call right now? Again, that telephone number, and I'll I'll mimic Jordan here slowly, is 888-367-5329. I'm wondering if somebody right now might say, Craig, I I get it, and I want to do something special. Here's a gift of $250 that will provide meals for 10 families. With the matching grant, your $250 becomes $500. And that makes sure that 10 families receive a box of hope Christmas meals this year. 
to make that call right now, make that pledge. Remember, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, or Discover. You can also give a gift by check. Call 888-367-5329 and say, Craig, Jordan, count me in. I want to be a part of this miracle. I want to make sure that every needy family that has signed up for a box of hope this Christmas receives one, that every homeless or needy individual that comes to the doors of the Bay Area Rescue Mission is not turned away, but warmly greeted, seated, and provided a meal. You can help make that happen. 888-367-5329. 888-367-5329. Miles, do we need to go to you? Because um, we've got a guest in studio that is... you. Okay, so I tell you what, we're going to take a brief time out because th- this just builds the, ex- the, the, the suspense here. Right? Raymond is going to join us here in studio to share a word in just a moment. But first, you're going to go to the phone and dial 888-367-5329 or give that gift securely online at kfax.com. Just look for the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner at the top of our homepage. kfax.com or 888 888- Three six seven five three two nine. I left the orphanage at thirteen. I was seventy four in June. The good Lord takes care of me. He said, Jesus said, even I have not a place to lay my head. At least I have a place to lay my head when I, I want to sleep. How do you survive out here? Uh, between panhandling and different businesses giving me food and praying with people and trusting in God. But that's okay. Not everyone knows Jesus the way I do. Some call themselves Christians, but it's just a name to them. It's a show. There are a few that are really Christians. I just accept them. I don't judge them. I don't have time. Right. When you, you judge somebody, you're judging yourself. If you had three wishes, what would they be? That I had a lot of money where I could help a lot of people and that everyone knew Jesus the way I do. Wow. There's... Mm-hmm. Sobering remark from a 73-year-old woman living on the streets. And her wish, I find it interesting, Bram Begonia with the Bay Area Rescue Mission, isn't, oh, that I could be wealthy and have a big home and a mansion and drive a fancy car and never be on the streets again, but that she would have a lot of money so she could help other people. Amazing. Yeah, and it's a common thread that those who are in need are some of the most generous givers, right? We've even had people call in people that don't have a home that are calling in donating $25 living in their car or who are staying in a hotel for two nights and donating because they know that they've been blessed and they want to be a blessing as well. We have kids who, when they write their Christmas shopping list, Craig, they're, they're not asking for something for themselves. They're asking, can I get this for my sister, right? Can I wow. get this for my mom yeah. or dad, right? So they know that they're in need and they're seeing how they can help. Those who have experienced without... That's right. The greatest tend <clears throat> to be some of the most generous people. And, and you, you point out about the fact that I recall in November, we had a couple of people that called in and donated that said, I am homeless right now. The family and I are living in a hotel room right now. We have no other choice. But nevertheless, what little we have, we want to be able to make a donation to make a difference in the lives of others. Wow. I would that we would all have that spirit of giving and generosity. And if God is really moving on your heart, let me encourage you to go to the phone. Make that pledge right now at 888-367-5329, 888-367-5329. Every dollar you give tonight is going to be matched dollar for dollar, thanks to a very generous grant challenge. 
So if on average a meal is about $2, imagine if you gave as little as $5 with the matching grant, means that you'll be able to provide five homeless individuals with meals this Christmas. A $50 gift with that matching grant provides a Christmas box of hope to two... Me, to two needy families, supplying enough food on average for a family of five, about 25 meals per box. That means they'll enjoy meals for the entire week thanks to your love, your compassion. You're taking the time to make that pledge. 888-367-5329, 888-367-5329. All right. Raymond has been exceedingly abundantly patient, uh, patient here with us tonight in studio. And um, Raymond, I appreciate so much you taking time to be with us and oh, uh, share a little bit of your story. So tell me a little bit about what was going on in your life. What, what first brought you to the Bay Area Rescue Mission? Well, I was uh, basically tired of um, coming around the same corner, hitting the same bin. Um, knowing that I knew who God was, I used to always try to take all of the stress and pain on my own back and try to solve the problem myself when all I had to do was just give him the steering wheel and sit back and relax. Cast you know, your cares him, upon him, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. just sit back and let him guide my next footstep. Knowing, you know, right from right, wrong from wrong, I always made the wrong decisions. Because I had um, suppressed anger with inside myself from a situation that happened to me when I was four. So I used to just try to drink the pain away. Mm. But I wasn't drinking the pain away. It was just making it worse. So every day it got worse. It went from a, a pint to a fifth, <clears throat> from a fifth to a gallon. You know, and it was, it was killing me, really. So I, was, I knew I had to stop. So I tried to stop on my own for three days. I said the first three days are the hardest. The second day... The pain I felt in my chest, I would never wish that pain on no one. I had to call the hospital. I'm not too too much of a person to call in the hospital or anything like that. I called the hospital, and they asked me, they said, well, what kind of drugs you on? I said, I don't do no drugs. I just drink alcohol. And they said, well, you have to find a reason why you drink alcohol and get that out of you so you can be a better individual for yourself because if you keep going the, the route that you're going, it's going to be over with. And from that day after that, I came to Barn. Knowing that I... I want to change in my life because I have three kids, three examples, you know, that look up to me. I'm a heck of a dad. You know, I love my kids with all my heart, do anything for them. So I had to stop so I can lead them in the right direction. And, and you know, you, you so aptly point out, Raymond, that for all of us, it, different circumstances, that's kind of the trigger. But we've gone through experiences in life as children, as young adults, that, that cause a wound and it's a wound that, that never heals. You're sometimes about elderly people that, you know, see they bruise easily or they trip and they fall and they yeah. get a cut. And, my God, it, it takes weeks to heal up. Um, the heart is like that a lot, too, that that wound, if it's not properly treated, gets infected and it festers and it goes on. And the state of the patient becomes worse and worse and worse over time. And not only is that true, I think, from a medical standpoint, certainly, but from an emotional and spiritual standpoint, too, Bram. Yeah. Uh, just, just hearing Ray's story, uh, you can see that he made that decision. And, and I was, as he was talking, I'm thinking about uh, when I was at the rescue mission yesterday. It's, we don't have to go far, Craig, to find people who need help. They're literally on McDonald Avenue. And they're... And they have not made the decision to come in, right? So all of the people in our program, our students, our, our guests know that there are people that have made a choice not to seek help. 
they're they're not they haven't hit rock bottom. They haven't had somebody tell them like Ray just <clears throat> just uh, shared with us that if you continue down this path, uh, you're not going to be here anymore. Yeah. And because they're not there yet, they're not ready. And we need to be ready when for those that have made the decision. And we have people I've told you before that show up with their son, with their daughter, driven hours to be here, right? And say, take take my father in law. He needs help. He he. We can't have him in the house anymore. And we can't take you if you don't want to be here. And that's when it devastates the family. Why won't you take him? They have to want to be in our program. We're not going to force anybody to be in our program. You have to want to be here, and you want to have to make it there. You want to. Uh, you have to want to make a difference. And you have to reach that point where, and, and Raymond, you kind of touched on it, where you just say, you know what, I, I've been banging my head against the wall. What, what did you say? You said hit, hitting, hitting, hitting the curves. Coming around the corner, hitting the same post. And it's basically the same way, you know, uh, same poop, different toilet. Yeah. You know, you got to change. You know, uh, I had to edit it a little bit right there. That's <laughs> okay. I'm glad you did. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I just got tired of it. But I had a negative I had a negative root that was instilled in me, you know, and I tried to cover it up, bandage it myself. It was a lot of hate, anger, all that, you know. But, you know, I'm not that type of individual when you talk to me, I... I'm like a messenger. I love for people to smile, be satisfied the whole nine. So I was like, I'm not this person that when I drink, I can't do it. You know, like it's, I'm hurting people around me, people that I love, you know, people that love me. So I was like, well, let me go here and get this negative root taken out of me. And being at Barm, I learned the fruits of the spirit. You know, the fruits of the spirit, it gets you a long way. Just applying them. In order to be at Barm, you have to apply them because... Right now we got about thirty six people. You got to apply your fruits of the spirit with everybody. If you can do it there, you know for sure you can do it in the world. Yeah, you know you're living in a program with with uh, you know uh, well over a dozen other men to three dozen other men mm-hmm. yeah. that have different ideas, different thoughts, different challenges, different way of doing things, different stages in life. You know, we all know you reach a certain age, you're kind of set in life. This is the way I like to do stuff. This is the way it ought to be done, right? Yeah. So that that in and of itself can be challenging. But to see men and women that are willing to say, you know what, I'm going to make the sacrifice regardless because I know, as as we heard earlier Jose mentioned, this may be kind of the end. This this may be the final chance. You know, the, the, the next call may not be his call to a hospital or the hospital calling his mother to say, your son is here again, but rather the morgue calling to say, when do you want to pick up his last remains? Mm-hmm. That's serious stuff. That's correct. And uh, just that acceptance. I, I always, when people come into her, they're kind of shocked when they see, like, we have everything. It's a little bit of heaven there, Craig. We have old, young, black, white, right? Every, and when they're, when you have accepted the life transformation program and you come to the graduation, you see everyone uh, embracing each other arm in arm. These, these young men and women are now friends for life. It's not like we say, you have to talk to him the rest of your life and check them with a. You've been through it together. You've been through coming to class. You've been through the ups and downs and going through your different phases. And this this program is – I had somebody say, why do you call it life transformation? That's just an old school – can't you change it to something more Modern, exciting? Modern, hip sounding. But how do you <laughs> describe Ray's and Jose's story other than they've been transformed? Like mm-hmm. what, what other word is there that's better than yeah. that? And it's mind, body, and spirit. And so I – it, it's it's aptly named, and we're going to stick with it. And, and Raymond, do you agree with that? I mean, in, in terms of your experience of, of the kind of man that you were 
when you first came into the program and mm-hmm. where you're at today. Is the word transformation, you think, an adequate description of what's happening? I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, now I can focus in on things and I won't be railroaded by the devil. You know, um, it's more or less Bible study, staying close and being aligned with the Lord instead of making the decision on your own. Yeah. You know, so you have to... At the end of the day, it's you that's going to make that decision. But with the training from Barm, like the classes, the vocationary training, you learn how to make the right decision. And that's what I'm doing now, but I'm, I'm way more focused. Uh, it's coming, so I hope the world is ready. I hope the change reigning is <laughs> on its way. Um, yeah. It's, it's, and, and what about the kids? You mentioned you have three. Okay, so my birthday was just uh, in November. I had all three of my kids up underneath the same roof at one time. I hadn't been like that for three years. Wow. The amount of love that I received from my family. I had family come all the way out here from Texas to see the new reborn me. Wow. You know, even to the graduation when I walked the stage, I didn't even know I had cousins coming from Texas. My 87-year-old grandmother, you know, that's deep. My mom, my mom looked at me, and I told I made. I, I, I can quote this. I said, the phase is over with now. Just hand me the key. I'm through the door. You know, because my mom used to always call it, a, call it a phase. I hope it's just a phase that you're going through that you get over it. And she used to always pray over me. But little old me, I just kept doing what I wanted until mm-hmm. I got tired. But, you know, it's within you. My fan band, I'm good, though. I love them. I, I, the, the amount of love and respect that I have now is nothing like the amount of love and respect that I had before. Yeah. It's totally different. That's very cool. It's that hope, that reconciliation, that redemption, right? Bringing the family back together from grandma to Ray and to his kids. And we talked about earlier, if you're just, if you don't know who you are, you don't have any hopes and aspirations. You're you're thinking about where am I going to get the next meal? What am I going to, where am I going to stay tonight? Once you now are secure with yourself and you're going after a purpose like Jose and Ray are, now they're like, Watch out, world! Here yeah, I come. Yeah, exactly. Wait, yeah. wait till I get my degree. Where, yeah, that's that's what it's about, right? Because how am I going to use all that I've learned for God's glory? That's the next step, right? And I can't save all that's happened to me. I'm excited about sharing what's happened. That's where we get our referrals, right? We don't you don't hear commercials from us. It's been, you had to go to the Bay Area Rescue Mission. How'd you get your life together? You need to go. <laughs> you, need to, you need to go to the Bay Area Rescue Mission. So uh, it's it's really what it's about. That's what makes this ministry so profound and why we, we come to you as a listener here in the Bay Area and say, would you join in this partnership? The Bay Area Rescue Mission receives no government federal funding. Uh, they would be hamstrung if they did, because quite frankly, with free money comes lots of very expensive, spiritually speaking, expensive catches, strings attached. And so to be able to fully and freely be able to proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, um, to be able to help create that firm spiritual foundation grounded in God's word, the Bay Area Rescue Mission says the only way to do this is if we have complete liberty, and so therefore we have to rely entirely upon God to provide the resources. And as you know, God uses each and every one of us to be those channels of love, to be that means by which everything that we have belongs to him anyway, right? So what I'm asking you to do tonight is to share a little bit of what has gone loan from God to you and kind of pay that forward in standing with the Bay Area Rescue Mission. We mentioned about this 
matching grant that's available. It's essentially a group of, of benefactors that have come together and said, we want to challenge the KFAX listener. If you'll give a dollar, we will give a dollar in your name. Doesn't matter what the amount is. So call right now, 888-367-5329, and give your gift in support of the Bay Area Rescue Mission. We're sharing a lot of the color here tonight, a lot of the background to help you understand that while we talk about meals while we talk about providing boxes of hope to hurting and needy families, there is so much going on here because in many cases, many of the initial encounters that that led to a life-changing experience such as what you've heard tonight from Jose and from Raymond began because there was a need for a place to stay or looking for a clean start or simply looking for a meal. And then God opens a door And before you know it, within a twinkling of an eye, in a very short, incredible period of time, the old habits begin to fall away. That person becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus, as Scripture tells us. And uh, suddenly, they're on an entirely new pathway. And and i got to know that, Raymond, you're excited about just being dad for your kids and them knowing that you're there for them. Yeah, you know, it's real important to them. I have an 8-year-old, 15-year-old, and 17-year-old. And at first it used to be like, Dad, come on, you know, you, you got to pull it together. But when you follow in the serpent, he'll tell you everything is right, right? That's right. It was one day my daughter looked at me. She said, Dad, you know, well, I want to see you. I want to see you when I get older. So you got to stop doing what you're doing. Like, come on now. For at, the, at the time, she was only seven. And I was like, well, I got I to gotta get it together. I said, I'm not about to sit up here and be in no casket. And I want to be here for my kids. I want to see my grandkids. You know, I want I want my grandmother to see me do something positive before she leaves, mm-hmm. you know. So as far as them looking up to me, I'm going to always be their dad and always be there for them. And as far as, you know, my grandmother, I'm always going to have something good for them, so right along with my mom and dad. And I, now you're in a position where you're setting an example for your kids, oh, for yeah. them to understand that, you know, you make – challenges in life we make mistakes in life we make wrong choices in life but none of us are beyond god's redemptive power and the ability of of surrendering our life to him filling our heart with his word and changing our lives and heading down a whole new different direction a whole new path mm-hmm. you have to uh i tell my kids to fully submit you can't do it halfway don't jump over the fence and try to get to the grass that's already waters you got to nutrient you wrong um my brother used to drink, you know, and ever since the graduation, he hasn't touched the alcohol bottle at all because he said he can see it within me that I changed. Yeah. That makes me feel a whole lot better because my brother used to drink like a fish. Wow. Three car accidents the whole nine, but he's still here. I said, you're still here for a reason, man. You got to cut it off. I said, I know you're not going to come to no program. Just follow my lead. I got you. And from there on out, we cool. You know, it's it's gravy, you know. Generational change. Generational team. Very exciting. And you can be a part of that. We're going to take a time out, but I want you to again um, have the telephone number to call in your partnership with the Bay Area Rescue Mission at 888-367-5329, 888-367-5329. Don't forget your tax-deductible gift is double match tonight, providing so much more than food, shelter, or toys. It's showing Christ's love and introducing hurting individuals and needy families to the hope of the gospel. 888-367-5329. Remember Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover, whatever's easy for you. 
call and make that pledge of support. Stand with the Bay Area Rescue Mission and make sure that every individual that comes to the doors looking for a meal, looking for some answers, looking for a changed life is not turned away. That every family that has requested a box of hope at Christmas time will not be turned away empty-handed. You can make all of that happen in your partnership right now by dialing 888-367-5329, 888-367-5329. A brief time out as you go to the phones. We'll take a brief breather and then back with more as Lifeline continues. My name is Angela Tate. I see the mission as being my family because I've been with the mission for a long time. A long time ago I was with the mission. I was like young in my 20s pregnant with three kids at the time. I didn't know what to do. It was a scary point in my life, you know, being homeless with my children. But I came to the Fair Investment Mission and the lady that greeted me, she's like, you know what, you're at the right place. I think for the first time I took a deep breath and just sighed, it was like, as hell. Everything was like, oh, just lay in the bed, bed is nice and made and have a pillow. He was like, Oh my God, it just felt like home. I thank God for this place because this place is really a spiritual place. It's not just a name, Barry Rescue Mission. It's more than that. You know, it's spiritual, and not only spiritual, it does change lives. And on that, it transformed my life. It gave me the tools where I can stand up and say, No, this is not going to happen this way. We got this. God got the victory. I got the victory in the name of Jesus. And I love the Lord so much. He never took his hand off of me. He never had. Wow. Welcome back. 888-367-5329. 888-367-5329. She is the reason why you need to go to the phone and make your pledge of support to stand with the Bay Area Rescue Mission to keep the doors open and the meals going during this Christmas 2022. And I'm struck Brambagonia by the fact that as she talked about the delight of having a freshly made bed and a pillow to sleep on, she teared up. I mean, most of us, I'm sorry, it's great to get home at the end of the day and put your head down on the pillow and cuddle up nice and warm and go to sleep, say our prayers and go to sleep. But so many of us, myself included, take that for granted. Yeah, and how do you want to be served when you come to our doors? And what do you want it to smell like, look like, feel like? And and how is that going to make you feel? Did you enter a sanctuary? Did you enter a, a place where you don't want to go to sleep because you don't know what's going to happen? And that's the kind of stuff that our staff uh, thinks about daily as we take care of everyone that comes to our doors. And, you know, the reoccurring theme from everybody we've spoken to over the course of the last two evenings is family atmosphere. It's like family. They become family. They become like brothers and sisters and so forth and so on. And I know that doesn't happen accidentally. That is quite intentional. And that is kind of one of the things that makes the Bay Area Rescue Mission so different. And I would imagine somebody like Angela um, would have been absolutely mind-blown to walk into the doors of the brand new, brand spanking new, shiny finish, still has the new car smell, as they say, um, Center for Women and Children that was just dedicated in May of this year. And the program manager, Rose, is with us tonight in studio. Rose, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And, and as they say, you've got the brand new, it's still <laughs> a new car smell to it. it still is, a it, new car smell. And, and what a delight. And I would imagine the first women enrolled in the program that came into the new building and said, ah, 
this is the new home. They just must have been over the top excited. Yes, it, it was very a very exciting uh, transition for the ladies that we had in our program that were in our first building and then to then cut the ribbon, open the doors and say, hey, this is your new home. This is the new room that you're going to be in, the new bed that you're going to lay in. And um, really our building became filled with a lot of kids. Um, this just gave us the opportunity to serve so many more families, so many more moms with kids and um, to just see the kids running around. They have a, a um, you know, out outside courtyard area where they can go and and play and throw the ball and ride their bikes around. It's just such an amazing atmosphere. And um, it's been awesome to be able to provide such a safe and welcoming space for all the women and children that we serve. For a mother that's coming in that maybe is escaping an abusive situation and uh, maybe she'd done the couch surfing deal and relatives have said, okay, enough is enough. Time's up. Time to keep moving. When you have to do that, as a man living outside, never any fun. And, and believe me, people that see homeless on the streets think, why do they choose to do that? Nobody started out in life saying, you know, someday I want to grow up and be homeless. Someday I want to grow up and be an alcoholic. No, I bet that each one of them, when they were kids, thought about being a doctor and a lawyer and the president of the United States and, and you know, whatever their dreams might be. Mm-hmm. But then through circumstances and just the, the pain of life often brings us, those hopes get dashed and suddenly your reality is so starkly different from what your dreams were. For a woman with kids that has not only responsibility to try and protect herself, let alone protect her children, Mm -hmm. being forced out of a home because you're escaping a violent, abusive situation, be it emotionally, physically, whatever, has got to be absolutely devastating. Yes, it is. The the stories that our women come in and what they carry is... um, very difficult to bear at sometimes, um, and w- everything that we do, we keep that in mind, um, and we want them to finally come to a place where they don't have to worry about that. They don't have to worry about a strange person knocking at their door. We don't have to worry about you know their abuser finding out where they they're staying. Um, they don't have to worry about you know if their kids are going to be safe if they decide to roam free. They have no worries when they come to us, and that that's part of like what we want to do, and especially in the Women's Center. Um, it's a big desire of mine to make sure that every woman that walks through our door has a sense of dignity, they feel safe, they feel welcome, and they just feel at ease. You know, it's a, it's a way, it's a place to go when the world has kind of turned its back on you, and that's why we want to be here, and that's what we want to offer and provide for the women and kids. And I referred earlier, Rose, to the fact that so many that we've heard through the last couple of evenings have have talked about that sense of of coming home, of finding family, of finding a brotherhood or a sisterhood. Mm -hmm. The men in the men's program say, oh, my bro's looking after me. He's got my back. I got his back. That sense of creating that, (coughs) pardon me, family environment, that's that's not by accident, is it? I mean, that's quite intentional and and quite a lot of work too I would imagine. Yes, it is. It is very intentional. Um our ladies, they are they are family and they've created relationships with the other sisters is what they call them in the program or in our shelter and a lot of them are walking through shared experiences and shared difficulties and they never have to think that they're going through something alone. They have a sister right there that's next to them that's going through something that's very similar that they can lean on. Our staff takes so much time counseling our ladies and praying with them and encouraging them with the word of God. At any time, um, our ladies are experiencing something difficult, whether it's emotional or they're just worried or scared. They can pull any one of us aside and just talk it out. Um, And that's part of being intentional about creating that family, you know, letting them know, hey, our door is open. Our arms are open, especially to the kids. 
kids. I couldn't tell you how many hugs I get walking through the building, how many hugs our staff gets. It's just the most beautiful thing to, you know, experience that and be a part of. They literally become our own kids and everyone in the um, program and in the shelter, their family, like you said. The instant family, too, because when I walked by, they were celebrating, and now you have all the moms celebrating a birthday, right? Yeah. All the when the baby when the when the children were reconnected and came back from CPS and were reconnected, all the moms are crying because they want that too. Yeah. And so it's a big family. It's a big community now of support. And so when if a mom's still waiting for her child to come back from CPS, the other moms are saying, okay, "It's going to happen for you. We're going to work yep. with you. We're going to stand by you. We're going to we're going to wait with you. We're going to keep praying and hoping together." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just got my kids back, and it can happen for you too. And it, and I just want to say something about Rose. So she's, we have a team of all-stars, but there's no place to hide on her team. Our staff is so small. So you have to love what you do. <laughs> you can't hide. You can't hide. You have to love what you do. You have to have a passion for taking care of people. And Rose is one of those people. That and, you know, toward that end, I want to mention something. There may be individuals listening right now that uh, have given during this campaign or past campaigns and have thought about, well, Maybe I'd like to do something more. Maybe I'd like to think about planned giving. You know, I'm reaching the age where it's time to update the will and and think about where after I go to my reward in heaven, how how can the resources that God had blessed me with during my lifetime continue to have that, that development of a spiritual legacy left behind? And if you're somebody that would like to think about that kind of a partnership with the Bay Area Rescue Mission, there are people there that can sit and talk with you and, and, and give you some counsel or advice about how to set that up in your own living will or trust. <clears throat> And, and to think about the ability of that impact going on for year after year after year. And I want to underscore that because, as you point out, Bram, this is not an organization where you'll go down there and say, oh, the president's office is on the 14th floor, and you'll need to go through you know several vestibules to get to his secretary's office. It's not like that at all. In fact, I sometimes have joked about coming down to your office. <laughs> The, the buildings are, are, are certainly not anything that would be compared to the Taj Mahal, but it is function over form. It is really designed to get the maximum when it comes to focusing not on buildings and fancy architecture and, and you know, uh, you won't find water fountains in the middle of, uh, you know, courtyards and things of this sort. What you will find is men and women and children that are going through difficult experiences in life that are just tired. You know, they're tired of hitting the wall. Every time they make a turn, they hit the wall, as Raymond mentioned earlier. And they just want to get a chance to rest, Mm -hmm. recharge their batteries, and get a new start. And that's what the Bay Area Rescue Mission provides. And I want to challenge you. If you fit in that category where you've given in this campaign, you've given in the past, and you want to do something maybe a little bit more significant, but you'd like to know more, you'd like to see more, you can call the Bay Area Rescue Mission and say, I'd like to get a tour, and by the way, is Bram Begonia available to escort me personally? And I bet Bram will do it. And get a chance to not only see the facilities, but most importantly, meet the people. And to get a chance to meet the people behind the ministry like Rose, and meet the people whose lives have been changed because of the ministry. And and I just want to just put that challenge out there. Maybe you haven't thought in that direction until I just mentioned it. Let me encourage you to do so here, now, and today. Rose, what an amazing job you have. You hear 
tragic, mm-hmm. heartbreaking, heart-wrenching stories every day as women come to the door of the Bay Area Rescue Mission saying, please help, mm-hmm. I'm in trouble. But you also get the delight of seeing the transformative power of the gospel and what happens after that woman has come through or the woman and her children and they've been there for a while and they've gotten involved in the program and they've gotten the love and the support and the encouragement and that sense of of safety, that environment that Mm -hmm. helps to kind of shelter them from all the hurt and pain that the world has just plummeted them with for years and years perhaps and now to see them happy together with their kids their kids going to school again, and just that renewed sense of maybe for the first time in many, many years, knowing what it means to have hope for the future. Yes. Uh, That is the, my most, my favorite part of my job, Um, being able to, like you said, to walk through the most difficult times in somebody's life and cry with them and, you know, shed the tears together, but then, you know, walking that victory line with them as well and seeing the outcome of their situations. Um, That's what keeps us going. That's what's motivating. And that's also what continues to remind us of the amazing power of God and what he does. He truly restores. He truly redeems um, the many circumstances in these women's lives. And to walk with them in that and then to see God's power working through their situations is something that I, I'm still very surprised of and, and just in awe of every single day. Um, we have all these little tiny miracles that happen at the rescue mission with the women and children and wow, it, it really just is mind-blowing. It, it's like a little miniature miracle factory, It, isn't it really it? is. It's, like a, it's cranking a li- out miracles yeah. every day. I love it. it. Yeah, whether it's, it. you know, um, kids coming back or <clears throat> women finally gaining their confidence and self-esteem or whether they've been finally sober the first time in their lives, mm-hmm. you know, since ever. It, so many tiny little miracles um, that really just shows us, like, how God is working in their lives. And this brand-new women and children's facility that was just dedicated in May of this year uh, means a significant expansion of the program, yes. greater capacity. But listeners need to understand that when you hear things like greater capacity, greater expansion, that also means greater operating costs. The need is so huge. And I would imagine if, if Bram came to you tomorrow and said, Rose, I've got news. We're opening up four more centers this size. <laughs> We're going to do it on Tuesday. You, you, you'd probably be as thrilled as panicked because of what that means. But the need is that significant, isn't it? I it mean, is From a practical standpoint, yes. if he came to you tomorrow and said, we're opening up four more centers, we've just gotten, you know, $5 billion came in from a, from a KFAX listener, we want to do this, you could, I would imagine, fill every one of those rooms. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, we have women come through our doors every single day, and we're seeing more and more women with kids, and that's really difficult. And we never want to find ourselves in a position where we have to say we don't have right. space or not right now. Um, we don't want to ever be in that position. So it would be amazing if we can have four more buildings um, to service the men and women and children. Well, maybe Absolutely. somebody's out there listening. We're going to take a time out here, and then we're going to meet uh, Jorge. But I want to say to you that um, maybe you're somebody, and we all have, looked at the homeless situation on the streets. And we will pine maybe quietly to ourselves. Somebody ought to do something about this. Guess what? The Bay Area Rescue Mission, one life at a time, is doing just that. But they can't do it without your help. This Christmas, thanks to a generous grant challenge that doubles every dollar you give, we are able to provide meals and shelter and to make sure that everybody comes to the doors either asking for a place to stay or a warm meal will receive one. And every family that says, we're kind of at the end of our rope financially right now, 
with inflation, the rent has gone up, the cost of living has gone up, the cost of gas and, and even heating the home has gone up. We don't know how we're going to make ends meet just to put food on the table at Christmas. You can make a difference right now with your gift to the Bay Area Rescue Mission when you dial 888-367-5329. That's 888-367-5329. Or give your gift safely and securely online by going to kfax.com and just clicking on the Bay Area Rescue Mission banner at the top of our homepage. We're going to take a brief timeout, ever so brief, for you to make that phone call. And we'll be back with more as Lifeline continues. Hi, my name's Emily. I want to share a story that might encourage you today here at the Women's Shelter at the Bay Area Rescue Mission. I supervise here and I've seen so many mothers come through whose children are uh, out in foster care or whose children um, they weren't able to take care of when they came to us. And I've seen mothers reunified with their children and the joy that that brings to both child and mother when mothers get back on their feet and find their stable footing and can take their kids back under their wing. It's the most beautiful thing to see. And so praise God for those things and um, you're part of making that happen by supporting us. Thank you so much. Wow, truer words never spoken. You are a part of making all of that happen, as we heard there from Emily and, and earlier. Rose, the program manager with the Center for Women and Children at the Bay Area Rescue Mission, toll free, 888-367-5329, 888-367-5329. Let's slip back over for a final time this evening to the KFAX call center and Jordan Michaels. Hey there. So, hey, Craig, you know, you were talking about um, you were talking about how tomorrow turns into Friday, turns into next week, turns into next month, and doesn't even happen. You know, I read an article recently that said the most dangerous word in the Bible is the word tomorrow. Mm. And I just thought how true that is. Don't put off to tomorrow what God has given you to do today. And it was just such a, a great reminder for me personally. And when you said that, it just made me remember that because that word tomorrow is dangerous. We want to be about the Father's business every day, whatever it is that he has us to do. So I'm just, um, we, we, I'm going to give you the phone number again. It's 888-367-5329. And you know, one of the things listening to Rose, when you know that somebody cares it brings you hope. And hope can be life-sustaining. And that's what I hear in these stories. And, and that's what I hear from Rose. We sang a song in church a couple of Sundays ago. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because I'd never sung it before. But the, the, the chorus was, Hell lost another one. I've been redeemed. <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, when... Um, when Jose was telling his story, I was saying, hell lost another one. Jose's been redeemed. Amen. And it's just the story, isn't it, of people being redeemed through the Bay Area Rescue Mission, through what God does with them. And so we're grateful for that. All right, Jordan, appreciate the update. And uh, as we kind of begin to uh, wind down the program this evening, uh, could we say we've saved the best for last? No pressure at all. <laughs> all right, we appreciate your patience, brother. Tell us a bit about what was going on in your life that first brought you to the doors of the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Well, it was kind of difficult because um, when I try to pick at my mind, I try to pick at my mind and uh, think, of, think of about something to say about what was going on in my life. Um, there's so many things that was going on, and, and it, one thing was it was difficult for me to live out there. I was um, I was homeless, and uh, I was addicted to uh, a lot of different um, drugs. And the problem the problem that I had was that um, 
I had lost my family, and you know that my family was like like a home to me, you know. And when I lost that, and um, it got difficult for me to be able to be out there, and and and, and gain control of myself, you know. I was trying to find something that that I didn't know uh, was actually where it was, you know. I didn't have God in my life, um, and one thing that the rescue mission um, helped me was to find God. And uh, I started uh, when I went to the rescue mission. I started believing to God, and when I started believing in God, that's when I a little at a time is when God. Um, Start changing me, uh, start changing my mind, start changing my heart, and uh, I know that, that sometimes where I had some, so I even had dreams where where I, I felt like like the enemy had a hold of me, you know. But there in the mission, I know there's a force field there, and and it helped me so much because it was so real to me that God helped me and put it in my mind and really told me that it's I'm 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 healing you and I'm saving you because. As the dreams came, it was like less hold. The, the hold was less. You know, it was less. Mm-hmm. At every time I had a dream, the hold was less. And and then when the final dream that I had was where it was the, 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 I'm going to call it the enemy, was actually outside of the window. You know, and then that's when I knew that I was at the right place. And, you know, and that the God was healing me, and I knew that, you know. And, but the, the, the one thing that I remember, because I went to the mission in uh, 2015, and one thing that I was able to remember was when I was out there back in the streets, you know, and uh, it was getting more and more difficult for me. And one thing I could remember was that on the on the front of the door it says, you know, if you can't, if you find a friend, you know, then there's a friend here for you, you know. Yeah. And that was like, it, I would always get reminded, you know, when it came difficult and it came hard for me when it was cold out there in the night, you know, and I was trying to find shelter, you know, and it was just like, I'm, I'm, it was literally my feet were like, like athletes, like it was hard, hard, you know, it was difficult over there. Feet were cracking, and, and the cold was just unbearable, you know, and um, hungry, you know, and mm. just being able to go to the mission, you know, and, and, and going there and having having a blanket and having a warm meal and people that don't judge you, people that love you, you know. Mm. Finding and, a family. Yeah, yes, a, a family, something that I don't ever want to let go of. Yeah. You know, I want, to, I want to stick with this mission for the rest of my life. You know, everybody there is like a big family. You know, and it's like when they were saying about the kids, you know, when the kids come over from next door, you know, it's just like a beautiful feeling because it's like I'm part of their part of them, yeah. you know, and it's like being able to share the the the, the love that, that we all have there, you know, it's, it's the I think the best thing is where 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 it gets difficult for me. Right. And being able to come out and come there and um, and. The love that everybody else shares with me, it, 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 that's what one thing that helps me the most to be able to keep going and doing better. Yeah, so and, that, that foundation of encouragement. Yeah. And to share, uh, uh, Jorge, we were there for him when he came. Yeah. And he didn't say it because he's too humble to say it. He's feeding everybody now. Yeah. When he says the kids come over, he's a part of the culinary arts team ah, now. Uh-huh. And he's feeding Everybody, he's taking care of everybody. Wow. Right? It's a full circle yeah. story, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a full it circle story. You're 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 getting that family feeling, but you're also returning yeah. that family feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the best in spades. That, that is the best feeling, actually, because when our volunteers come in sometimes and help out, that's one thing that I uh, share with them and tell them, like you know, to get the full feeling, you have to be in the front line serving the the guests, you know, to be able to get the full feeling of it. And I got to say one thing. Hang on a minute here. I know you're you're eager to go, but you got to hang on. I'm going to drive the ship here for a moment. Uh, 
when I first saw you come into the studio tonight, I thought, well, he's going to be the serious character. The whole group, he's going to be the quiet one. He's going to be the guy that's, you know, I've seen bad things and I'm a tough guy. God has given you such a tender heart. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely remarkable to see that sense of tenderness mm-hmm. and to see it full circle, Bram, as you were just saying there, that as you have received, God has also used you to give back back. and to be a blessing to to others. And, you know, I remember first, this is 30-something years ago, walking into the doors of the Bay Area Rescue Mission and seeing that little, that sign has been there forever, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and seeing that sign. If you haven't a friend in the world, you'll find one here. Um, And think, well, that's a quaint little sign, but how profound that it even left a mark on your own life when you went straight away. Yes. That God used that message to draw you back that's, that's in. A, that's a, yeah. One thing I was always, I would always remember was that. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the I would end, always have a friend there. Yeah. At the end of the day, this really gets to the core of what this ministry is all about, and why your partnership, your prayerful partnership with the Bay Area Rescue Mission, is so critically important, especially at this time with the cold weather and the holidays upon us. I just wanted to, as we wrap up the program, thank Jorge for sharing your story, Rose for coming in and sharing a bit about the exciting things going on at the Women and Children's Center, and and Bram to say thank you for bringing this great team together and, and spending some time with us over the course of the last couple of evenings to uh, to share some amazing stories and to give our listeners a bit of a glimpse of the profound work that God is doing in the hearts and lives of so many men and women at the Bay Area Rescue Mission. And as you put out there for your, list, for your listeners, if you want to come down, I'm there. And it's amazing to say and to work at a place where I can say, I am batting a thousand for tours. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> ever leaves the Bay Area Rescue Mission. goes, that was awful. Yeah. I wasted my time. And now that we have the brand new uh, Center for Women and Children open, it's even more impressive. So people are leaving smiling. I want to be a part of this. How can I serve? How can my church be more involved? How can we come and do activities? Uh, we don't have money, but can we come and serve? Absolutely. Your time, yeah. talent, treasure. We need it all. We need it all to serve our people. And the culinary arts program, by the way, is award-winning and has been an incredible model. And you're part of yes. that program. So God bless you, Jose. I want to thank all of our listeners for uh, your your participation, uh, your partnership with the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Even as we wrap up the program tonight, don't forget you can go online anytime, bayarearescue.org, and give that gift, bayarearescue.org. And we'll be updating you as to uh, our progress along the way. 25,000 meals, that's the goal. Where do we stand? Well, tune in. We'll keep you posted as uh, we progress our way through the month into the Christmas season. Thanks to Bram Begonia, CEO and President of the Bay Area Rescue Mission. Thanks to you, our producer as well, as well as my engineer. And I want to say to you, God bless you. And as always, don't forget, don't just keep the faith. Get on out there and share it. Till next time, have a great Wednesday evening. So long. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.